Boom. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Real Drug Talk. My name is Jack Nagel. And on this podcast, we talk about all things alcohol and drugs, addiction and addiction recovery. Uh, so we're going to mix things up a little bit today on the show, um, mix it up from the usual long form interview content that we do. Um, we're still going to have the majority of the show um, where we do long form interviews and stuff like that. But we wanted to change things up a little bit um, based off like some awesome feedback and requests that we've been getting, which is, you know, we've had some people reach out to us on our Instagram page and say, hey, love the show, but we really want like some practical tips, motivation, um, strategies, you know, things that we can implement in our life today and now um, to change things up, um, which is really cool. And I can totally understand that because when I listen to podcasts and they're talking about a topic that I'm interested in, particularly when it has to do with, you know, behavioral change and human health and all that sort of stuff, love when the the person throws in some some interesting tips and strategies that people can employ. So on today's show, what I actually did is I went through all the podcasts that we put out to date um, and um, went through the highest ranks and I've actually pulled out the third highest ranked podcast that we have um, and we've cut out a little excerpt out of it and then we're going to, um, after that little clips play because it's really pertinent to how to make some initial steps and changes out of addiction when you're like right in the thick of it. Um, uh, yeah, that's going to play and then, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about what we were discussing and like some practical things that you need to do and some decisions that you need to make and, and some steps that you need to take as well to get the change that you're after. So that'll be today's show. Really, really cool clip. And it was great to just actually go back and listen to it. Um, it's our third highest ranked show uh, ever um, that, we've, that we're going to be using today. Um, and it's from a past client of ours, um, Joey, her name is. Um, she's the bee's fucking knees. She's really awesome. Um, and randomly, she texted me today as well. I already decided that we were going to do this, but... Yeah, um, so that's pretty cool. It's episode 27 for anyone who wants to listen to the long-form episode um, and it's called Overcoming Ice Addiction in Your 50s. Change is always possible. So just quickly, if you don't want to go back and listen to the whole episode um, uh, after you've heard this little clip and the practical strategies that you can use, the quick backstory and why Joe is so like awesome and holds a <laughs> holds a really fond um, part in my uh, heart is she came through our connection based living treatment program, um, and yeah, as the episode twenty seven title suggests, she's um, in her fifties, uh, and it was a real battle. So when she called me up, she'd actually just had this massive history with substances and kind of smashing her life to bits, you know, like a, a, I guess you could say a lifetime of drug and alcohol use and abuse and addiction. Um, and at that time she was kind of at the bitter ends. She was living in, um, uh, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. I'm sure she talks about it on the podcast, but she was living, um, in a caravan in the middle of fucking nowhere, didn't have much things just were like had gone completely wrong. Um, yeah. And she was stuck, you know, with a meth addiction after having years of other substance addictions and this whole life and stuff. So pretty crazy stuff. And if I'm to be hundred percent honest, I don't normally think this, but I remember thinking like, fuck, how's she going to do it? Is she going to be able to do it? Um, and it turned out that she's been someone that's 
actually been, had the best results in the program, which is really cool. So I think it's really, really interesting to hear this clip coming up um, as to like the mind frame of someone in addiction and the mind frame that you might be in if you're listening to this and you're kind of stuck with addictive patterns and some of the decisions that you're going to need to make to change um, and, and you know, some of the ways in which it helped her to change through going through our connection-based living outpatient program and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'll shut up with the introduction, but really cool. So that episode, again, after you've listened to this, if anyone wants to listen to the full episode, it's episode 27, Overcoming Ice Addiction in Your 50s, Change is Always Possible. Um, hope you enjoy the clip and hope you enjoy the little strategies and tips that we give at the end based on the conversation that we're having in this excerpt. Um, and let's dive into it. Peace. Oh, sorry, I, I cut you off there. You were halfway through the story or getting towards the end, but you were, yeah, you got hooked on the meth. That mm. led you down the road, as you said, of prostitution and just madness and crime and theft and all that sort of stuff. Um, how did you like how long were you in that's what i'm always really interested how long did you stay in that really fucked up place before you were able to kind of make the shift in your head to go oh, i need to do something about this look i don't know whether uh, i'm i think i'm lucky because i was always very conflicted i always had this real guilty conscience about it knowing that this is bad this yeah. is bad um, and I kept trying to keep my foot in the real world, as we would call it, in the normal world. Um, even though I was living my life and I was getting further and further, I was separating myself from who I really was more and more every day. Um, and oh, look, I was I was full time every day um, using and. It, probably got to about the last two years that I was really trying to make right this is it this is the last time I'm done I'm done with it yeah uh, and it probably took two years before the day that I spoke to you I wow. hit that button talked to you mm. so what was it um and I'm not just asking because of me uh, just more your internal process what was you know, the rock bottom moment or the trigger that did push you over the edge to call me? Um, <clears throat> it's really funny because I expected to end, I, I expected my rock bottom to be really drastic and dramatic and yeah. holy vile, bloody. Um, I'd either end up in jail or hospital or a graveyard. Um, but it was actually... I wanted to intervene. I knew I had a really small window of opportunity to intervene before that was going to happen um, and just pull myself out of it. Um, and it was like I, I was going down that hole and all of a sudden it just became really clear to me, Jack. It, I just accepted this feeling of surrendering and, yeah. It's something that I don't know shit. I yeah. know nothing. And I can't keep trying to make plans. I just, yeah. have, I just have to accept what is 
and accept that I'm never going to stop if I keep trying to plan it. Yeah. So I had to, I mean, I know people talk about this higher power and spirituality and all this thing. And I, and I am lucky because I've always had a bit of a faith in the spiritual world and, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, but it just came to me, this overwhelming feeling of your time's up, Joe. Just you were putting out a hand to me and I had to accept it. Yeah. I, I, love, I love that. There's something interesting that you said that I remember doing a lot. You said I stopped, I stopped planning and I just accept what was. Were you doing that thing? Because I do that. Even I used to do that with my drug use and now I even do it with things around like too much coffee and trying to get fit and healthy or whatever it is, right? I, I make these plans and it kind of sounds like, and a lot of people will relate to this, I reckon, it kind of sounds like, oh, tomorrow I'll go out and do this and if I get this, this and that, and all these things perfectly aligned, then my life will change, you know? And then I'll be able to, you know, if only like, if I can just go and get this job and get this amount of money and change this, then I'll change, you know? And it's, that, is that what you mean by the, the planning? Absolutely. I yeah. had to have all my ducks in a row. I had to have everything perfect, spot on. Um, because I, I kept thinking I can't give myself an out. I have to have everything perfect. Otherwise, I will go, oh, no, no, I can't stop today because of. Yeah. So I thought, no. So I had to. And then I thought, stop. Just get out of your own fucking way. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Get out of your own head. Hand it over. Get someone else to help you. Yeah. Stop being so ashamed that you don't have it all going on yeah that you are vulnerable you are human for god's sake yeah face it um and that's super powerful i've never heard anyone articulate that but they're the little things that are just so true because that's kind of what recovery is i don't know if you agree like you have lots of these little kind of psychological shifts and they're these little like moments, whether you want to call them spiritual or whatever, but you, you just get these little like, I almost call them like the dunk moments, like where things just kind of drop, you know what I mean? It just kind of gets through your brain. Um, yeah. and, that, and that's one of them, 100%. You know, I remember sitting at my dad's house yeah. every day for a year saying, tomorrow I'm going to get up, I'm going to get a job. For some reason, I yep. had in my head fucking 10 push-ups. I don't know what that was about, but I'm going to do 10 push-ups because I was really skinny. What? And, and, <laughs> if I, and if I get this job and enough money, then I'll be able to stop using because I'll be able to do this, that, and the other thing. But it, of course, it never happened. It was all denial and delusion because as soon as I got up in the morning, I would you know, take drugs and shoot myself in the foot and I couldn't get out the door. And, you know, all that stuff. Um, Hate yourself because you've let yourself down again. That's right. It just starts the whole cycle of I'm shit, I'm no good, I can't do this. Um, and just this defeatist attitude that we create. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like we're self-sabotaging. It's like we're setting ourselves up to fail so that we can remind ourselves of how shit we really are. Um, and we need to keep doing this because we're not worth anything else. A hundred percent. So, yeah, that's that's where, look, I, I'm bloody, I think I, I always thought I knew it all. I mean, I was born knowing everything, Jack. I knew the lot. And I no one could tell me what was going to fix me. Only <laughs> me um, and in the end I had to accept the fact that yeah I do know me and I do know that I need to shut the fuck up and just listen to other people yeah and follow their lead I mean as they say in the 12 steps I think it's step what is it 11 or or 12 um, lead by attraction not promotion so I'm attracted to people I mean, I've always been watching you and watching, having these these people that I idolise that have gone into recovery and they've had a hell of a story. And, and I did immerse myself in that sort of reading books and, and watching movies and, and um, talks and things because I really wanted to see what their message was and what yeah. I could get out of it. Yeah. So, 100%. thank you. Thank you. So that was the clip with Joe um, from show 27, um, Overcoming Ice Addiction in Your 50s, Change is Always Possible. And I picked that excerpt out and really wanted to talk about that today because um, it's something that, you know, I deal with in my job in talking to people that are struggling with addictive patterns all day every day Um, and I guess if I was to distill kind of the buttery essence of what Joe was talking about there uh, is denial Um, and that's something that just kind of seems to coincide with like the addictive condition if you want to call it that Um, and it's something that just holds people back sometimes for years and years and years as Joe talked about in that clip there from actually getting the help that they need um, and from getting the shifts that they need um, to see real change happen in their life Um, yeah and I hope you related to that because the first time that someone explained kind of denial or the the way that I was thinking and feeling intimately, I had a similar shift as, as Joe described um, and related to it so much. Um, and that's really what needs to happen. Now, it sounds so simple, but for those of you listening to this that do have an addictive pattern currently and are struggling with it, or for families that are listening to this um, that have loved ones that have addictive patterns and are in the thick of it and you guys can clearly see that there's something wrong to make that final step and just have that psychological and emotional shift that you need to have is like really fucking difficult. (laughs) You know what I mean? It took me years to kind of really get honest with myself and accept that this like when I say this, I knew it in my heart of hearts already and I would kind of think it to myself, I guess, when I'd put my head on the pillow or whatever at night time and I knew that for a long time. But to really get to the point where I like surrendered is the word and, and really, you know, accepted and, and um, kind of expressed it out loud to someone that could help me took took so long. Um, and I would have moments of it, but then the pendulum would swing back the other way. Again, like 
Joe talked about in the clip and I would I would kind of convince myself for whatever reason um, that things were going to be okay, that, you know, if I just got the job, if I just did this, if I just did that, or I've got this, I'm not as bad as Johnny over there, or I'm worse than Johnny here, but I'm not like Freddie over there. You know, all that sort of stuff would just kind of keep me stuck and, you know, cause me to kind of pick up and use again. And yeah, like from there, the flow on effect would happen, you know. So the reason why, again, we wanted to put this out is because we just wanted to be this to be like a cold, hard um, reality check slap in the face for anyone that might be listening to this, that if you have addictive patterns going on um, and things feel like they are out of hand and, and you are struggling, but you're telling yourself that, oh, I'm not going to go and get help because I need to keep working my job and I'm just going to do it until Christmas or... Um, I'm, I'm, you know, like things are bad in this area, but they're not so bad yet. Or I'm only using alcohol. I'm not using cocaine every day. It's only one time a week, but I'm drinking, you know, like 20 beers a night or whatever it is, right? If you've got those like justifying stories going on in your head, you just need to go no Jack or you know obviously whatever your name is no Freddie no Bob this is actually gotten past me and if I'm really gonna make some sustainable change I need to be a realist here and I need to get honest with myself and confront the situation right so how do you do that or if you're still walking that tightrope where you're not completely sure, how do you actually facilitate the encouragement within yourself to make that step? Because uh, that's the other thing that's really scary for people is um, I guess the fear that comes along with it, actually deeply admitting it out loud and, and putting in the actions, not just telling yourself internally with your dialogue, putting in the physical actions to go and see someone and get some help. Um, it's really scary because it means that, you know, things are going to drastically change in your life, sometimes for the worst before they get better, you know, and I think that holds a lot of people back as well. So how do you actually get that internal motivation and encourage yourself to get to that point um, and to start to shift that pendulum uh, as much as possible? And it really comes back to, the influences that you have around yourself, you know. Um, I love that saying, it's an old school one, if you sit in the barber's chair for long enough, you're going to get a haircut. Um, if you hang around or, or you're the average of the five people that you hang around most, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like the environment really impacts um, what's going on in your life and, you know, who you kind of become. So the biggest tip that I always give people is start watching, you know, YouTube, start watching, or sorry, listening to podcasts, make this a weekly podcast that you listen to, find other addiction recovery podcasts, listen to the different stories. If you kind of know it in your heart, but you're not quite ready to confront the fear of what you might have to give up and change in your life, um, you know, uh, surround yourself with like positive stories and, and stay in that ambivalence mode, but really bombard yourself with the different stories of addiction recovery experts, all that sort of stuff. Because what it's going to do is that it's finally going to tip you 
over the edge of when you reach out and ask for help, all right? Um, the second thing is start trying to change the way in which you think about what the outcome of surrendering to the fact that, you know, I might have a real problem with addiction and I need to go and get some get some help for it. Try and change your thinking around what the outcome of that might be. You know, I said before, um, just when I was talking, I noticed it, you know, think about what you're going to have to give up. That's the kind of thinking that you have to change. Don't think like that. Think a different way. Think about, well, what am I going to get? What am I going to gain from this? What are the positives? Um, you know, how could things drastically change in my life to, to see some awesome results? You know, start framing and consciously thinking about your future differently because that's what the fear is about. Fear is projecting into the future and kind of getting anxious about it and and trying to predict an outcome that might happen. Um, and from the hundreds of people that I've spoken to about recovery, it never ends up the way that you're going to think you know, that you think it's going to and everybody that gets into recovery, whatever that looks like and changes their addictive patterns, it's always a hundred times better than they thought it was going to be um, or it's always different to how they imagined it for the better, right? So um, that's really important as well, like change your thinking um, and change your environment and just like if this podcast and what Joe said out of that clip really resonated with you and you are in, in, in the middle of that addiction and you've been thinking about making the call for a while but, you know, coming up with rationalizations and justifications to yourself, step outside the bounds and just make the call. Just take the step and get some help, all right? So I hope everybody found that helpful. Um, that was meant to be a bit of a, a reality check for people, if you call it that. Um, and, you know, reality checks, I love the saying, reality checks never come when the sun is shining and the rainbow's, um, you know, beautiful over the nice hills and you're skipping through the paddock full of daisies, you know, farting rainbows. It never happens like that. It's always a cold, hard, bitter slap in the face. Things are never going right in your life. It feels hard. It feels scary. But I promise you, if you make that decision and get, you know, say, put your hand up and just and just kind of make the leap of faith that, you know, things will change, right? Um, so the thing that I always say to people and I want people to remember, you're only ever one shift away from everything completely changing in your life because that's how it happens. That's how it happened for me. It's how it happens for everyone else. There's just something where it clicks and the light bulb goes off or the penny drops and everything radically changes. You know, like um, people say that change happens over a, over a long period of time and, and that is true, uh, but in this kind of recovery caper, the, the thing that I've seen is that change also happens very radically um, and very drastically and you just got to keep chipping away because you are only one shift away from everything completely transforming. So again, I hope that helped. Um, hope everyone's staying safe on this Sunday. If you like what we're putting out and sharing um, through our media channels, give this podcast a rating, um, share it with your friends. Um, it helps us to kind of hack the algorithms a little bit, push up through the ranks and reach more people. Um, so we would love it if you did that. 
as always, if anybody listening to this um, needs help with their addictive patterns, um, you can reach out to us. We run an outpatient program where we teach people how to get recovery without having to go to rehab. Um, it's called Connection-Based Living. If that sounds of interest to you, um, click the link below, www.connectionbasedliving.com.au. Um, book in a chat and we'll see how we can help and, and point you in the right direction. Um as always, stay safe on this Sunday night and we'll be vibing in New Year's again on Wednesday. Peace.